This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I got great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Thank you very much, Yang. Hey, everybody, uh, sports fans, absolutely here with your sports grid news and betting update. Let's remember, time to get on the grid, everybody. The Nats already shocked in the world in game one of the World Series game two. Not much time to rest. It goes down tonight from Houston. First pitch, 8.07 Eastern. Current line, Astros minus 80. The total seven flat for this game. Another brilliant pitching matchup. Strasburg going for the Nationals. Verlander for the Astros. Nats up one to game to nothing in the best of seven. Man, that was unbelievable stuff. Game one was great. The Chicago Cubs hiring a familiar face as their skipper. Former MLB catcher David Ross has been hired as the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. The 42-year-old Ross worked out as an analyst for ESPN Baseball and has been a special assistant to baseball ops for the Chicago Cubs since retiring in 2016 after winning a World Series with the team. He has no managing experience, but has played 15 years in the major leagues. The Cubs disappointing third in the NL Central this past year and missed the postseason for the first time since 2014. NFL KC star quarterback Patrick Mahomes slated to throw it, participating in drills today. Andy Reid says it's still a stretch for Mahomes to play versus Aaron Rodgers and the Packers Sunday, but the Kansas City coach did not rule it out. It was originally reported that Mahomes, who dislocated his kneecap versus Denver, would be out about three weeks. Coach Reid says the MVP's rehab ahead of schedule uh, heading into week eight. Matt Moore has taken the majority of snaps with the first team and is still probable versus the Packers. Minnesota Vikings receiver Adam Thielen ruled out a Thursday's contest versus Washington after suffering a hammy uh, injury in week seven. Thielen expected to miss at least one game with the injury, but not too serious. Through seven contests, the 29-year-old receiver ranking second on the Vikings in receiving yards with 391 touchdowns with six. Minnesota looking for a four-straight win versus the winless Skins in the Week 8 opener Thursday night. And uh, Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan missed practice today with that ankle injury, but he hasn't been ruled out to play this week versus the Seattle Seahawks. NBA, Paul George will make his L.A. Clipper debut in approximately three weeks' time. This according to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. George has been sidelined as he continues to recover from that offseason shoulder surgery. Good news for the Clip. They got 60 points from their bench beating the Lakers last night including Montrez Harrell with 17 points. 11 games in the NBA. It's crazy day two. We got three at 7.05. Detroit and Indiana Pacers minus 7.5, 2.10.5. Cleveland at Orlando. Magic laying 9.5, 2.11.5 is your total. Chicago minus 3.5 at Charlotte, 2.16.5. 7.30 action. Memphis at Miami. Heat minus 7.5, 2.12. Minnesota at Brooklyn. The Nets laying 3.5, 2.29 is your total. Boston at Philly. Sixers minus 5, 2.14.5. A pair at 835, Washington at Dallas, Mavs, minus 8.5, 220. Knicks at San Antonio, the Spurs laying 10.5, 214, 905. We got Oklahoma City at Utah, the Jazz, minus 9, 221.5. Uh, we got 10.05 action, Sacramento, minus 101.5 against Phoenix, 232.5, big total. And Denver, minus 1 at Portland. Big line shift in that one. Portland was minus 1.5, it's flipped, 217.5. NHL Colorado star Miko Rantanen has uh, been deemed week to week with a lower body injury. He suffered Monday night against the Stanley Cup champion Blues. He has five goals and 12 points in the first nine games of the season. Only two on NHL ice Wednesday night, 735. Detroit at Ottawa sends minus 20. Uh, total six in that hockey game, 805. Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. The Lightning minus 210. Total six and a half. MLS soccer playoffs tonight in the East, 7 p.m. TFC at NYCFC. TFC coming in unbeaten in 11 games. You win, you move on, you lose, you're done. And it's NYCFC, minus 120. Draw, plus 280. 
PSC to win plus 280. Two and a half over 65 the total in the West at 10 o'clock. Salt Lake City at Seattle. Seattle Sounders minus 150. Draw plus 275. Salt Lake plus 400. Two and a half over minus 140 is the total. Champions League soccer today. Ajax and Chelsea. Chelsea wins 1-0. RP Leipzig and Zenit St. Petersburg uh, 2-1 for Leipzig. Their Inter Milan beat Borussia Dortmund 2-1. Liverpool smoking gank 4-1 the final. Barcelona over Slavia Prague 2-1. Benfica, that was the Portuguese Joe over Lyon 2-1 the final. Napoli 3, Red Bull Salzburg 2, final in that game. And Lille OSC and Valencia, they played to a 1-1 tie. Golf from Tampa Bay starts at 7 o'clock. Justin Thomas, the favorite at 7. Rory 8, Hideki, third choice at 20-1. to MMA News, Conor McGregor said today he will be back in an octagon very soon, currently on a promotional tour in Europe. 31-year-old hasn't competed since losing to Khabib back in October of 2018. I'm Cam Stewart with Gabe Morenci here. Uh, we're going to have some fun today. It's Wednesday. That means Mark Lawrence. We talked to Gamblue, and our main man, Joe Ranieri, is back for another one. It's hour one of Red Heat and Rage and Lobster Radio on Sports Grid, and it's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game time decisions. decisions. All right, guys, if you didn't get enough of it yesterday, we're back for round two here. Game time decisions on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Loaded once again here tonight. A couple of NHL games, but we got plenty of uh, NBA basketball and, of course, uh, game two of the World Series. That is, of course, if uh, Gabe doesn't cough up a lung there uh, prior to the start of the game. You all right, brother, man? We're we're, we're a little worried for you, man. (laughs) I'm good. Um... Uh, I'm battered, I'm, t- I'm worn, but uh, I'm still standing, Joe. <laughs> That's all that matters, man. It's all that matters. <laughs> what is the weather like up in uh, Toronto now, man? Beautiful, beautiful, right? G- Gabe, what are, what, are we, what are we saying here? Like, uh, light shirt, light coat? Like, uh, what do you say about, uh, what would it be? 60, around oh, 60, wow. could- 63, 65? It's fine. I would say a, a, a nice, a, a warm coat, but, you know, the weather is actually the exact same as it is in New York City to the temperature. Oh, wow. Like, literally and figuratively. I find, I find Toronto is a little bit, um, Toronto is a little bit damper somehow. It's a lot of concrete in Toronto, downtown Toronto. So there's just sort of always sort of this, this sort of, like, cold dampness. Uh, so Toronto is also a very windy city. Uh, like after Chicago, I think uh, literally, and not just like I think it's factual. Actually, I think that Toronto is like the second windiest city uh, after after Chicago. New York is I don't know I don't know if there's so many cars in New York or what it is, but there's um, some sort of heat in New York that's more concentrated. Yeah, like Toronto, there's buildings, but it just creates these vicious wind tunnels all over the city, uh, really. But no weather, weather seasonal. Weather, I got no beefs uh, with the weather. It definitely could be worse. But as I stated, it's the exact same as uh, as the weather it is in New York City. It's only an hour flight, Joe. Right. Right. I mean, a lot yeah, of people so think Canada is some isolated, faraway land in igloos and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't realize yeah. that. Look, I got here faster on the plane than I do get to the metalhead sometimes in New York City. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, there are parts of Canada, I guess, that are, you know, it's 13 to below right now. But, oh, Canada, yeah. but Toronto's not one of them. Oh, Joe, I used to live in a place yeah. called Yellowknife. That's, that's like minus... Uh, 
not even know what oh, you God. do in, uh, in, oh, in uh, Celsius versus Fahrenheit, right, Morency? Like oh, people, God. drunks when they fall asleep lose limbs. That's how cold. Oh. It's like you can't. Like they'll amputate. Like the guy. Oh, oh there goes. <laughs> Gotta wake them up. Look, it's serious stuff. Like I, I always, I, first week I was there, Joe. I moved in the winter too. I asked the guy, I "Go, why are there so many people who with like one arms and legs? Like they fell asleep in snowbanks, drunk. Like all the homeless wow. guys are missing limbs. Yeah, that's that's cold. Oh, that is damn. Dude loses a toe. Man had a couple in him last night. Frostbite. Jesus, that's awful. <laughs> Frostbite. <laughs> First fight, guy lost a finger. Like, what are you yeah. doing up there? Yeah, My word. Don't get drunk and yeah. sleep in snowbanks. Rule number yeah, one. Exactly. exactly. Rule number one, any in places, uh, parts of Canada. My word. All right, we got uh, plenty to go here tonight, guys. Game two of the World Series, plenty of NBA matchups, and even a redeeming NHL hockey game tonight, I know, coming from Cam. We'll do that coming up. Or game time decision. Spoilers, Joe. Sports great. <laughs> Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Game time decisions on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Cam Stewart, Gabe Marenzi, I'm Joe Ranieri, holding it down here at the studio, and uh, we're getting ready for plenty of action here tonight, NBA, but uh, game two of the World Series, and who better to talk to, kind of navigate us through the world of sports than the legend himself, playbook.com, Mr. Mark Lawrence joining us. Mark, what's going on? Hey, I'm doing just great, Joe. How's everything doing for you? And I know down here in South Florida, you got to love this time of the year. Don't tell these guys. They're freezing right now in Canada, from what I understand. (laughs) (laughs) We told you it's beautiful here. (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) You can still play golf. Yeah, you can still play golf. You can. You know, if you look, I brought it up, guys. It's the same weather. Same weather in New York City, and I'm actually fearing it, uh, guys. And Cam knows this. And, you know, Mark, you're from Cleveland. You know, it's sort of like they always say in football, you're the guy till you're not the guy. You're hot till you're not. (laughs) It's sort of like that with the weather on the East Coast. It's not bad. It's not bad. Like, every day I'm like, eh. You're not that bad. <laughs> like, you know, just one of these days, Cam, we're going to wake up, open a door, and oh, you're going to yeah. be like, oh, my God, it's freaking cold. And then there'll be no turning back uh, for for a couple of months. But, um, you know, it is a great time of the year, Mark. Uh, you know, it's the best time. To, for me, it's the best time of the year to be a sports fan. Yet, for one reason or another, I don't have great memories uh, of this time of the year of betting on sports. <laughs> like, you know, I'm on the wrong side of this game or the wrong side of that game, and football starts to get tricky uh, right now at this time of the year, especially college uh, football, the separation Saturdays. Uh, the NFL finally had some uh, some favorites step up, but another another big night tonight, guys, with the World Series. Uh, it's it's kind of I went to the NBA, but I was so I was so focused on just that Raptor game uh, last night. It almost feels strange. It's like, wow, there's like a full slate of NBA games. It's getting real now, guys. 
that time of the year, guys, when uh, you know the National Basketball Association is going on, college football winding down, NFL moving into the second half of the season. Uh, NHL is here as well, so a great time to be a sports fan, especially if you've got a sports book in your backyard. It could be, guys, I think it could be, yeah, that's the thing, Marenzi, and also could be great for your bankroll or horrible, right? Because there's so many more games. You're going to play a few NBA games. Tonight, there's only a deuce in hockey, but baseball, other stuff going. Hell, we got soccer playoffs going, too. This time of the year, like you're looking at the card, sometimes like, yeah, I'll put a couple plays in, but it's really hard, guys, not to go, I want to bet on this, 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 but you got to be careful, and we haven't even hit the NFL on Thursday or Sunday yet. That's the problem. You know, it's a new, you know, that you're exactly right. You've got to pick your spots. I've always said this. It's very difficult. I'm sure Mark would attest to this. When you're betting, you can't, it's hard to bet on every league every night, guys. Right? And, you know, we tend to want to do it. Well, what's the NHL pick of the night? What's, you know, what about the NBA? What about college basketball? Yeah, well, let's get a piece of the World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And next thing you know, you've got seven or eight plays, and it's tough. I remember the late, great Dave Malinsky used to talk about it, Mark. It's sort of, you know, I used to write a few college conferences if you're betting college sports. You're not going to be able to be an expert on every conference, uh, but sort of focus on a few conferences. And he basically was saying it's better to know one or two conferences inside out than kind of know uh, every conference. I mean, there's you know you, you, we can have you know information and the data and how many yards were scored, but there's just so much background uh, to this stuff, and that's what you know why the playbook is so great. It'll fill in the blanks for you in the background. Is it a revenge spot? Is it a double revenge spot? Uh, where are they playing next week? There's just so much that goes into it. You can't just sort of look at the number and you know. Look, I'm on the road right now. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be uh, we'll be holding it down to our game time decision. We'll be back at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, at the Metal Edge, God willing. Um, but now you know we've got to start putting work in, uh, Cam, on the NBA. You know, I was used sure. to just sort of the baseball routine and tapping. Like, it takes a couple hours. You can't just sort of, oh, I'll take this game and that game. You got to, there's injuries. There's a lot of stuff. You got to put the work in. And now the NBA is back. It's fun. But truth be told, now this is a couple of another hours a day that I've got to find uh, at some point in time early in the afternoon uh, to start breaking this stuff down. It takes time to win, Mark. No, I don't need to tell you that. Oh, it does. And like you said, uh, with all of what's going on right now, you know, people can really become overindulged in a sense. Uh, You know, what you don't want to be is the lead speaker at a GA meeting because you end up getting in over your head. (laughs) No, please, never the lead speaker there, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Lead speaker at a GA meeting. No thanks. <laughs> so discipline is key, guys. It's really key it this time of the year. And, uh, you know, like you say, Gabe, find your niche. Do what you can do best. You know, you don't have to uh, sprinkle salt on every play that has a line on it. So, you know, keep your hands in your pocket. Keep that money in your pocket. Protect it. And do what you do best. Isolate on either the league or the teams that you know the best. Well, Mark, I'll recommend to all of you, and I've, I've, a lot of our regulars know the line, but the movie uh, Battle of the Sexes, it's the Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King story, but it's actually quite a lot about gambling and how Bobby Riggs was just out of control. So, yeah, but it's funny, Mark, Bobby Riggs goes to a Gamblers Anonymous uh, meeting, and everyone's talking, and he interrupts somebody. He gets up, and he goes, I'm listening to all of you guys. 
go on and on. Woe is me. I can't win. The world is against me. And he goes, you guys aren't here because you're gamblers. He goes, you're here because you're terrible gamblers. <laughs> he goes, you don't need to stop gambling. You need to start winning. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's, you know, that's, that's the gist of it. You know, we have to learn to, to win. We talk about, you know, money management and being such, such a big battle of this. But, you know, knowing where to pick your spots and what works. And let's turn off with the World Series, guys. Uh, I think me, Cam, and Joe, we were all in agreement yesterday. Uh, yeah, you know, Houston, this is, this is going to be a long series, evidently. And I think it's going to be a very close series of one-run games we talked about this morning. And when you're getting these, these great pitching matchups, it's hard not to just want to take the, the underdog, as we did last night uh, with the first five innings. Pass that away with plus 164. Tonight we're getting plus 150 uh, for the first five innings uh, once again. And I don't really see a reason to go against that, uh, gentlemen. No, not if you've been in the Washington Nationals freight train, you know, since uh, at one point when uh, their record bottomed out and they've had the best record in baseball since, uh, especially, again, with this pitching staff that they have. A lot of people think that because Houston lost this first game at home, they have to come back and bet them this next game. That's a knee-jerk reaction. You have to handicap a game for what it is, and not what uh, you know what the gambling public is going to expect. And you, 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 like I say, you end up handicapping the game for what it is. And I, I look at this game tonight here. I, I think the edge is strong in Strasburg uh, in the contest. His form is uh, he's terrific. I mean, if you take a look at uh, what he's done here of late, using what I call commanding walk-to-strikeout ratio form. His last four starts, he's got 39 Ks and only one walk. He's dominating like um, so many other good pitchers that we've seen, like Roy Halladay used to do in his day. Uh, and that's the reason he makes the uh, Hall of Fame. So you handicap the games for what it is. And uh, you know, if you're into baseball, you like handicapping baseball, you do that. It, was, it wasn't long ago that Joe and I were together down here in, at Gulfstream uh, for the Florida Derby. And we were at a table with a lot of good, good handicappers and uh, good friends. And we were handicapping the horses because it was our day to do just that. Doesn't mean that we're great horse handicappers, but we enjoyed being there for the moment and doing it for the day. So uh, again, it goes back into doing what you do best. And as a fan, I'm a horse racing fan. Would I do it for a living? No. And uh, I think Joe can attest to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only for the buffet, Mark. I think that was the uh, that's what we're there for. We- great buffets. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely there for the buffet. But th- what about these totals, Mark? I mean, the six and a half last night, it opened up at seven and a half, comes back down to seven. It's not like they're hitting the cover off the ball, uh, Houston, but uh, people fall into that trap where they're going, well, they scored nine runs last night. They're going to, you know, they're going to score uh, another nine or ten runs tonight. Well, like I say, Joe, you take it for what it is, not for, you know, what they just saw. You know, a knee-jerk reaction to what you just saw can oftentimes put you in in harm's way. Uh, You have two pitchers that are really commanding when it comes to being around the plate. That's the reason the total is where it is. You know, don't overlook the pitchers. Make the play accordingly. I think you have to look at the under in this game here tonight as well. All right. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Mark See if you can hang out for us just one more time. We'll uh, we'll do the uh, goodbyes and all of that. Uh, coming back up here, game time decisions, World Series game two, next here on the grid. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. The NBA season underway, and you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get a special 10% off discount now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Yeah, that and of course, uh, right here on the grid, game time decisions. A lot of millionaires made here listening to this show uh, because, well, the guys like Mark Lawrence from Playbook.com joining us. And uh, and Mark, we were talking about, uh, of course, the uh, the World Series game two tonight. And I think we're all in agreement here. Don't expect an awful lot of runs and don't expect what we saw last night to take uh, center stage here uh, tonight. But, you know, you mentioned we're halfway through the the NFL season and ha- do you remember a time this many trades or, or the rumors of this many trades at this point in the season going on? I mean, we got a lot of guys switching teams here, Mark. Yeah, that's a great point, Joe, because uh, the National Football League is not known for trades. You know, those are all done in the offseason before, uh, during preseason camp and so forth and whatnot. They sort of stick to their guns, if you will, and we're seeing an abundance of them right now. And, you know, I don't know if it's because of the revolving door with quarterbacks and they're looking for wide receivers to enhance their team. You know, Bill Belichick with his situation up in New England with no wide receivers. But it's nice to see that the National Football League is joining the NBA Major League Baseball when it comes to the trade wars because everybody loves to talk about trades. Mm. Yeah, we're seeing that, guys. I've been saying this for a couple of years now. We're seeing the evolution of the National Football League sort of evolving into the NBA a bit. I think, you know, you look at the NFL players and they see, you know, how much money NBA players make and they have guaranteed contracts. And I think the one thing the NFL players have sort of said that, you know what, we might not have guaranteed contracts and stuff, but I'm going to start calling my own shots like an NBA player. I don't want to be on this team anymore. And, you know, we saw it worked for Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, he successfully got off the team and he got what he wanted. We've seen, you know, Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell could say he was ambushed by the trade, but he was actually pushing to get traded to Los Angeles behind the scenes. He just didn't get traded to where he wanted to get traded to. And I think, you know, we, we could see more and more of this. But, you know, the NFL guys last week, and Mark, uh, you know, I was reading the playbook. I never had an opportunity to read it all yet. Uh, but I did read a bit. And as you were you were talking about, this year was unbelievable for, for underdogs, specifically road dogs, guys. You know, they were really, really rolling, like 22 games over 500 type thing, you know, 56 and 31. And what was really crazy about it was if you took the Washington Redskins out of the equation and the Miami Dolphins, Mark, it really would have been through the roof. Um, Last week, the favorite stepped up a little bit, so it would be interesting to see 
you know, if it goes, if, you know, the, the water finds its level, so to speak. But the first game in a rotation in the playbook, Mark, is a game that I'm intrigued by. I went down uh, with the ship, and I say ship because in the rain it was torrential. And it was like the Titanic, actually, watching the New York football Giants play against Arizona. Arizona, scrappy team, guys. We have to give them credit. But the Giants were really sloppy, Mark. They were off for 10 days, and it almost seemed, I don't know if they – they thought it was going to be easier than it was, or the Giants thought that they were better than they were. But, you know, they had the 10 days off the Patriot game. They get Saquon Barkley back. They get Evan Ingram back. They're at home. They're getting Arizona, a West Coast team, coming in on a nasty, sort of windy, rainy day, early, early morning. And it just backfired on them, Mark. But I think this week you'll see them play a hell of a lot crisper football uh, than they did last week. And, I don't really like teams off a bye. And, you know, we've talked about it a lot this week. If things are going well for you, all right. You know what I mean? You don't want the bye. You want to keep on playing football. You know, the Colts, you look, their defense was so beat up, and they just looked refreshed uh, last week. But, you know, the Giants just seemed sloppy after that Patriot game. I expect them to be a lot crisper, Mark, this week. Getting seven points and also – it's really I don't want to, I don't want to lay seven points for Detroit Lions any in, in any circumstance ever. And looking at the numbers in the database, Mark, it looks like there is some data that supports supports the Giants here. Uh, there, there is, Gabe, and uh, I think your last point was your best point, the fact that the Detroit Lions don't warrant being seven-point favorites against anybody. And I would even throw the Miami Dolphins into that equation, as bad as they are. The Lions are really, really falling apart at the seams as we're speaking right now. They opened up their first three games and didn't lose. Now they've lost three in a row. And the reason is they cannot stop the rush. They've got a horrible rush defense with Saquon Barkley back for the New York Giants here. The Giants' running game will be off and running in this football game as well. And I love seven-point dogs that can run the football against teams that cannot stop the run. You mentioned here also about how good road dogs have been this year, 44-24-1 to the spread. That improves to 18-4 to the spread when they take on an opponent off a loss. So if you like following current trends and what's happening in the National Football League, you want to be on the New York Giants this weekend. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com, uh, joining us and uh, definitely want to be able to uh, to get there, guys. Trust me when I tell you, uh, you want to be able to get to playbook.com and uh, make sure that you can profit this NFL season, Mark. And it's interesting, too. You're here in South Florida like I am. Uh, how have you approached Miami, you know, when you look at this week to week? Because uh, if uh, let's face it, if the Steelers lose to the Miami Dolphins on Monday night, they should pack, you know, just fold the franchise at that particular point. But how do you approach the Miami Dolphins teams like the Washington Redskins who are coming up tomorrow night? How have you approached them this year? Well, you know, what you do is you look at them and you accept them for who they are, Joe. You know, bad football teams, and you find out whether or not their opponent they're playing is willing to play down to their level or capable of laying those kind of points against a bad team like this. I don't think Pittsburgh's capable of laying these kind of points, especially with the roster that they're playing with right now. You look at the Steelers, they've only out-yarded one team this year, and that was by 15 little yards over the Cincinnati Bengals. That doesn't warrant being... A 14-point favorite against anybody in the league. And as bad as the Dolphins have been, and they've been real bad, they've come out of their shell since their bye week. They've covered the money each of the last two games in a row and, in fact, held Buffalo 
to a season low of 305 yards last week. So Miami is on an uptick, and I just don't see this line being where it is right now. I saw Pittsburgh rally around Hodges, Devlin Hodges, the duck last week in a in, in a backup quarterback rallying around him type of a game. Now Mason Rudolph comes back. Now he's favored 14 points. Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, you know, it's, it may be Miami, Good Joe, point, but the bottom line is the points are not right. I'll take the Dolphins mm. in this game. Here's another one, Mark, and I got to talk to you, and I'll give credit to my colleagues. I had a, I had a pretty good week, but I got this one wrong, and I don't think I'm going to go back there. And uh, this is an interesting game. You got the Chargers, who look like they got jobbed at the goal line, but hey, you got you got to bang it in. You can't just accept the referees to give you that touchdown. But then the fumble, Mark, and Chicago, they're a train wreck. I bet them against the the Saints. That was a brutal game. That score is not indicative of how bad they were beaten down. Corderell Patterson had a return touchdown. Trubisky looks awful. He's missing guys by 20 feet. And now we have the Bears laying four, four and a half points against the Bolts. I don't know about this team. Are they just going to solve their problems? This team is really, really regressed, Mark. They're a hard team to bet. They're burning money this year. Uh, I, they are. There's no question about that, Cam. And uh, what I saw last week was ridiculous from the Chicago Bears, ridiculous from the standpoint that Matt Nagy allowed that football team to run the ball only seven times. I know. He put the what ball are you doing? 54 <laughs> passes and seven runs. Are you Brutal. kidding me? That's I mean, ridiculous. That's the- that's the worst ratio I think I've ever seen. In fact, it was reported that's the fewest rush attempts that the Bears have had in their history, in their entire history. You cannot win football games by putting it in uh, Mitch Trubisky's hands and asking him to throw the ball 50 times a game. Uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, I think the Chargers will benefit from that this week. I think the league has caught up with Matt Nagy here, and he's pressing right now. You know, He made the playoffs last year. Uh, he's gotten out to this rocky start this football season here. Unless he established is a run, much like the Cleveland Browns have to do. You have to establish a running game to have a passing game. I think the Bears go down again this week. I don't know what it is, guys. And it's amazing, isn't it? And Joe, Kim, you tested this with your Jets, Joe. Mm. Why is it that coaches that have mediocre quarterbacks that are struggling make them throw 50 times? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, I don't understand. Like, Adam Gates does the same thing. Yep. Adam Gase does the same thing. He's got Luke Falk out there throwing the ball like, you know, 39 times, and Le'Veon Belt gets yeah. it nine times. And he's like, well, you know, we were trailing. It's like, well, you were trailing because you didn't run the ball to start the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it really is it really is amazing. And it's like a lot of times, Mark, you know, coach like Nagy, he'll just, you know, he won't adapt the playbook. You have to adapt to the talent that you have. You know, and maybe if Trubisky was able to do something last year, he's not being able to do it now. They need to simplify things, and they don't. The coaches just sort of repeat themselves and do the same thing over and uh, and expect a different result. But as far as that Monday night or two, guys, I know it's hard to it's hard to want to run to the window and put a lot of money on the Miami Dolphins, but the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, a good point by Mark, Pittsburgh Steelers are being lined in this game like they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, like Ben Roethlisberger's there, Le'Veon Bell's there, and everything's going great and the Dolphins are terrible. The Steelers have a ton of problems in their own right. You know, like, like 14 that point. It's ridiculous. I know it's Miami. Look, we saw Miami hang with Buffalo last week. I think there'll be money to be made with Miami actually down the stretch uh, here because they're just getting way too many points uh, against teams that should be laying. And look, last week, Buffalo, me and Renary talked about it. The Buffalo Bills only score 18 points a game. They average 18 points a game. 
and you're asking him to win by 18 points. It's not a lot of wiggle room, guys. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers are going to be happy to win the damn game, let alone by 15, Mark. Exactly right. Exactly right. And you know, this might be the worst line I've seen in the National Football League this year. Uh, and I'm not. I'm saying that before the game starts, not even after it's over. Now I could be dead wrong in that, but uh, it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers of old, like you said. The killer bees are no longer there. Uh, I don't know what they were what they were thinking with this rule here, but they have to establish a running game in this contest if they're going to want to win. And I don't believe they'll be capable of doing that. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Mark, as always, thank you for the time, my friend. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Good luck this week. Hey, be good, guys. Take care. I'll catch you next week. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. We have figured it out here, Gabe, uh, why it is uh, Mohamed Sanu, I guess, is uh, on his way to New England. They just put Josh Gordon on IR, so he's done for the year. So look at that. Just like that, the rich keep getting richer, Gabe. Yeah, you know what? The Patriots are the – it's not like they do anything – they don't do anything, like, secretive. It's not like this stuff's rocket science, right? They know players are available, and they go and they get them. Well, other teams will know, and they'll hem and they'll ha, well, we don't know, we have this guy and that guy. You know, it's like the Golden State Warriors. Like, good teams do not hesitate to add more good players to to the fold. And they don't worry about, well, is it going to hurt, like, Edelman's feelings, or is it going to hurt this guy's feelings? Those the Patriots are like, no, all right, we're bringing you in now. It's just this is what they do. Um, Belichick has been the best and the most aggressive. Uh, I was talking with somebody about this um, uh, the other night, actually, but it appears like a lot of coaches don't really know what's going on with the rest of the National Football League. Like, they, you know, like Shermer. You know, like, is Shermer aware of, like, you know, that you never win these challenges? Does he know? Like, Belichick is an actual, I think, fan and football junkie, if you guys know what I mean. You know, like, some coaches will be in their office 16 hours a day, and they'll be breaking down tape. But they don't really know what's going on with the rest of the league, right? Like, they don't. You know, they're not watching every other game. They, you know, they'll break down the tape of the team that they're playing, but they're not concerning themselves with the rest of the league. I think Belichick is the type of guy, guys, at the end of the night, he's up at one in the morning reading every website and looking over. He's like, oh, yeah, this guy's unhappy there. Got a contract problem there. This guy's available. Like, he knows everything, guys. And the second somebody becomes available, they're always at the front of the line, aren't they? It's key. It's, it's interesting that they gave up as much as they did. That seems very unpatriot-like, but it goes to show how much they like this guy. And that's I think it big, also goes to show... That's yeah, I was going to say quickly, Cameron, I'll throw it to you. I think it yeah. goes to show with them that 
they really think they can win. They're not giving up second-round picks. I think they're thinking, you know what? We're, we're the best team again. We can win the Super Bowl. Brady's not getting any younger. Very aggressive move by the Patriots. Yeah, you said it, man, and that's the thing. The Patriots don't swing second-rounders. They value they value picks, but they've been trying to get Sanu, guys, and you know that from the draft. Like, Bill Belichick's been a huge fan. Sanu's a great player. He's going to fit in their system perfectly. He's a great route runner. He has great hands, nice big body frame. You got Edelman there with Sanu. It's a perfect fit into Gabe's point, Belichick. Another thing, the guy knows the rules that other coaches don't know. He knows a loophole where he can run out time in a game. Other guys are like, what, what? You saw that story there, too. So this guy's just everybody. You know what? He's playing chess, Joe. Other guys are playing checkers. He's ahead of the game, and they got a plan. And uh, to Gabe's point, yes, he just they work harder. They're better. And earlier on in the morning show, the hunger is still there. And I love that. The team, they're not satisfied. Win, win, win. Most people are satisfied after a while. Not these guys. They want to beat you down every week when another Super Bowl. Do it again. They never stop. Yeah, and I think there's there's students of the game even still to this particular point. I think Harbaugh's in that class. I think Andy Reid's in that class. I think Shanahan and and you know props to Lynch and what the job he's done, Gabe, as a general manager of San Francisco. You know, think about how long they've been losing, and he find you know he comes in and puts together this defense. He puts together this team. He's making trades. You know, they got it going on in San Francisco. You know, he really does. And, you know, we, we all wondered. We all scratched our head and wondered, hey, come on, John, how many how many defensive tackles can you draft in a row, bro? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was like, it's like, wow, another defensive guy, another defensive guy. But now you see, you know, they just murder you in, in, the, in the trenches right now. And they're just a player or two away. Now they bring Sanders in, you know. Very aggressive. I think that's the moral uh, of the story, actually. Uh, Toronto Raptors last year, guys. They had yes. a good thing going to Raptors, right? I mean, look, I, mean, I was upset at the time. I loved DeMar Rose as much as I did, but we were talking about a team that won like 56 games every year. And, yeah, you were losing to Cleveland, but really, you're going to blow it up? Yet, Masai Ujiri was aggressive. He said, mm-hmm. we could be better. We need to be aggressive. When the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, remember? They signed everybody. You know, hey, Johnny Jai's available. Get him. Right? Bring him in. Get this guy. Get, I signed this guy. Get him. And it all came together. Then it was aggressive play calling on the field. Uh, you know, I, I, my grandfather used to tell me, the Lord helps those who help themselves. Uh, I asked him to uh, pass me uh, one of the dinner rolls once. Basically, he was telling me, get it myself. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was a good, a good lesson. No one's given you a Super Bowl. No one's given you an NBA title. No mm-hmm. one's given you a World Series, right? Like, you have to go out and get it. You have to earn it. You have to play aggressive, and you have to manage aggressively and put together the roster aggressively as well. You know, and almost as a though that, you know, this is the year. It's like your final year ever, and we have to win. Like, the Raptors had that mentality. Masai Ujiri basically was like, no, nah, making it to the conference finals isn't good enough. Like, and we need to do this now. And I don't care if Kawhi Leonard's gone in a year because we're going to win. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, we, we'll see. The Houston Texans are a team like this in which I've always found the Texans management, guys, has been so aggressive and they do want to win. And Bill O'Brien has sort of gotten in the way of it somehow. Yet 
Bill O'Brien, you know, he's doing a much better job this way this year, just sort of staying out of the way, I'll say. Because O'Brien is a smart guy, and he is good with quarterbacks, this guy. I mean, hell, he got Matt McGloy in an NFL career. Like, yeah. you know, O'Brien is a smart guy. But I think O'Brien needs to realize, it's like, bro, you've been in the league a long time. You're a smart guy, but you never win. Why? Like, you know, Cam, it's almost like, you know, or Joe, like it's Cam's like gambling, right, Cam? If, you know, you're doing the seven playing blackjack all the time or even, and, you know, you're doing okay, but you're winning a bit. You know, it's sort of like me talking about playing more money lines. Otherwise, this 10-cent betting, guys, you just go back and forth. You're never getting anywhere, really. You know, you're just, you know, you have a good day, you have a good week, you, know, you had a bad day, you had a yeah. bad week, and it goes back and forth. Get more aggressive. Play some parlays. Play some money lines. Otherwise, yeah. we, you know, if we all just keep doing the same thing, we'll get the same results. Yep. It's so true, too, as well. And, uh, you know, that's why I think a lot of people, I thought it was interesting today. Yeah, Gabe, we talked about it on the morning show and uh, and Cam, but the Jim Harbaugh NFL, it won't die. Like, that's the new thing now. That's like, his problem. exit strategy is to, yeah. I don't, what the expectations just so blown out of proportion for him, because I think we can all agree, Michigan is a better football team with him there than it was for the 10 years True. prior to him getting there, right? Sure, but ex- for sure. Expectations are what? Like, either national championship or not? Like, it, you know, are we being fair to him in, in all reality? The thing is, Joe, that you're uh, talking, you know, I, I don't know, Gabe, like the thing is, there's an expectation, though, with Michigan. Sure, he's, they're, they're doing a hell of a lot better. But with the program, Gabe, and you know more, you follow this team and the recruits that they get, it's still not enough. You have Alabama every year. You have Clemson now with Dabo Sweeney. You have, you know, the, these other programs, Oklahoma, Ohio State, for example, like Michigan should be. Even though you know there's still a respectable program, and before, when Harbaugh came in, it was a it was a train wreck. It's got better, and your standards, though, Morantz, it's still not good enough. You're Michigan. You should be better than you are. They should be competing to get in. You know, a, a, a final four championships. They should be with the Clemsons of the world, the Alabamas. They should be, don't you think? It, is that fair, though? State, uh, I right? think, is that fair? I think it is. Fair. At, at this point, it is. Yes, it at is this point, now. it actually is. And I thought I would, I've defended Harbaugh, even with the Ohio state stuff over the last couple of years. And, you know, because I actually know the program, you know, two years ago, guys, Michigan Wolverines had 13 players drafted in the national football league. All right. This is one thing you can talk about Harbaugh and the wins and losses. He's sending people to the NFL, and that's why he's still getting players still. True. You know, if you're wondering, like, how are they still getting these blue chips? Well, because you go there, you will end up in the NFL, right? Even if you ended up going 9-3 and three that year or whatever, and you got your ass kicked by Ohio State, you're still going to the NFL. But now that's what's starting to frustrate me. You have NFL-caliber players on your roster, and there's just too many of these blowout losses. There's too many games where the Michigan Wolverines just seem unprepared for whatever reason. Uh, it's, it's hard to put your finger on it. You know, basically, it's one you know it's one thing after another. If the offense plays well, the defense suddenly does it. Um, there does seem to be a discipline and a coaching problem with Michigan right now. Yet Michigan were never as good as people said they were. They were never as bad mm. as people uh, said they were. And interestingly enough, guys, Michigan losing to Penn State, that was the best football they played all year. 
Mm. Like that second half, and I'm not into I'm not into moral victories, but it's not a moral victory. It's just reality. That offense was freaking terrible all year, guys. Yeah, right? like been. you know, yeah, good for you. You scored 52 on Rutgers, but against real defenses, like Gaddis is not in sync. And this is another thing too. And I don't know if this has to fall on Harbaugh, but why do coaches leave all the time? Yeah, it's not like. It's not like, you know, okay, I'm leaving coaches. I got a better opportunity. I'm going here. Michigan is at the top. So you have all these coaches that are always there for a year or two, and then they leave. And it's now it trickles down. It's not easy. Patterson deserves criticism, but kids have a million different play callers, this and that, new coordinator this, new coordinator that. We're going to run. We're going to throw. They don't have a freaking identity. They don't have an identity. Yet, I think this game this week, mm. this this I'm not going to say it's the final straw, but Harbaugh Harbaugh needs this game against Notre Dame. Yeah. It's not a it's not a conference game, but it's a massive game. Notre Dame's a top ten program. Notre Dame and Michigan are sort of natural rivals in a sense. They've been playing football against each other for like a hundred years. They're two they're both. They're, I think they're both number one and number two with most wins in all time history. Yeah, you know, there's something. It's it's special. A Saturday night, Notre Dame, Michigan. Okay, you lost on the road at Penn State. No shame there, guys. Right. They could have won the game. You know, you got blown out of Wisconsin. All right, that was mm-hmm. an embarrassment. You can't lose to Notre Dame on your home field. They, he needs to come. He needs to get a big win. He hasn't had a big win, guys. And it's crazy how to think about this. In his first year, I thought, holy crap, man. This is going to be unbelievable. Remember the first year, Joe? Michigan went to the Sugar Bowl. Kicked yes. the crap out of Virginia Tech. And Cam, I'm yep. thinking, wow. This yep, is even go. happening faster than I thought. Well, we're going to be in the playoffs next year. And, then, and like breaks. you said, it's just, it doesn't happen. And he has right. the talent, right? He has the talent. They're just not coached up properly. So I think he does deserve it. I think the criticism's fair. Yeah, uh, you, all, you narrated Rich Rod's uh, recruits too. So, and, and look at what he did there. And it's just, he's never... It's these big games, and I'm with you, man. It's a pick 'em. It, they're in Michigan, and this is a pick 'em. In fact, Notre Dame hasn't played, hasn't won there, Cam, uh, the last four times. I mean, it's been forever since Notre Dame's been able to win in Ambar. Like he's got to win this game, Cam. As far as I'm concerned, you do, you do. And, and the thing is, it's crazy though. But you take a look at Notre Dame and what they did too. Before Georgia's loss to South Carolina, Notre Dame played Georgia tough on the road yep. against an SEC team. This is not going to be easy for Michigan, man. And I think the nope. line holds true, Gabe. Michigan should win that game. But Notre Dame, man, they go in there and they're well coached. You could say what you want about Brian Kelly. That game against Virginia, Gabe, you saw it too. When they were getting outplayed or whatever. And I know Perkins Family Restaurants there makes a lot of mistakes. But Notre Dame mm. changed their defensive fronts. They started to do play more stunts and blitzes. It, it freaked out Virginia. Boom. Defensive touchdown. Defensive touchdown. Yep. They took over that game. So it's going to be a great game this week. I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. Brian Kelly, guys, make no mistake. Second half good, adjustments. He he did it to Louisville in the yep. Yeah, he did it to Virginia. Give him credit. Uh, he's yeah. Why everyone else is playing. You know, last year, guys. Speaking of we gotta be fast out of here, but speaking of last year but being aggressive, last year Harbaugh started the game and ran three plays up the gut in the first series. Yeah, exactly. Notre Dame ran a flea flicker and threw a bomb for a touchdown. <laughs> 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. tell you one thing that uh, I don't miss here with the NBA is, is this damn uh, injury report that uh, pops up. I, you know, I would have it would have been really good to know Jimmy Butler wouldn't be playing tonight for the Miami Heat before I, you know, unloaded on them. Apparently he's not playing. <laughs> apparently he's not playing for personal reasons. Like, really? Like two hours before? How do you miss the first game of the year? Exactly. I, 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 the first game of the year. Exactly. <laughs> this guy, Jimmy Butler, I like him, guys, but listen, this guy shows up at 3.30 in the morning, big stunt, right, for practice, and, oh, I come to work early, blah, blah. It's like, bro, how about you show up for the damn game then? <laughs> wow. Personal yeah. reasons the day of. Like, oh, you got to be kidding me here, right? That That's that's what we're doing here. Also, I believe, uh, isn't Robinson out for the Knicks tonight, too? The big center? I think he's out as well. So, um, yeah, Mitchell Robinson's out, too. Like, really? Like, what? So, this, like, is, the, this is the lesson, Joe. Yep. That, this is hey. the lesson. And we learned this. You know, we played a lot of DFS over the years, yeah. uh, basketball DFS. The lesson is, bro, you can't pull the trigger on an NBA game, Joe, until about 640. 650. So true. True. Yep. i you. And the NBA drops these bombshells on you like 10 minutes before the game, too. You'll see. Mm-hmm. You'll see. Like, you know, just, oh, no, no, by the way, oh, yeah, Kawhi's out 10 minutes before the game. Like, like they, you know, they, they'll give you the game time decision crap, which is basically the shoot around. And that shoot around is at like 620, 630, right? Yes. Like, they're out there shooting the ball, and then the decision's made. It's really tough, man. You can't, I'm serious, you can't bet on an NBA game. You can't bet on an NBA game earlier in the day. You just can't do it. It's it's a lesson learned early. You're you're right. And another thing is, guys, look what Major League Baseball did. There was a problem, and they go, you know what? you got to get these lineups out early, Joe. And they did. Yes. And people were happy about it. The DFS players were happy about it. The gamblers. The NBA, Gabe and I have been talking about this forever. You need to do better. This is It's ridiculous. You shouldn't have to wait minutes before a game before pulling the trigger. Yeah. Get better yeah. at it. Or know Get a guy's earlier. shoulder hurts. Yeah, or to yeah. know that, you know, I don't know, the guy's shoulder's been hurting for three months. Well, that would have been great information. That, that would have helped, too, Portland. Yeah, ridiculous. All right, second hour, game time decision. Coming up, we'll break down these games on the grid, sportsgrid.com.